Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Today, I'll be discussing principle number four in my vibrant lifestyle, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. This is a very in-depth topic that plays a very big role in our overall well-being and health. In this 20 to 25-minute discussion, I'll barely be able to scratch the surface of this particular topic. The emotional or mental side of our health has a direct impact on our physical well-being and vice versa. As I've been mentioning, most of the six principles of my vibrant lifestyle proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging toxin all overlap each other. Weakness in one principle causes a negative impact in another. Likewise, strength in one area can cause some improvement in another principle. And so it goes with mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. If you're weak in the area of exercise, nutrition, rest, structure, and toxins, it'll have a negative impact on your mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. For folks that are working out and trying to get healthy, this is probably the principle that most of them don't think much about when they're trying to accomplish a wellness program. Well, in episode number three, I discussed our need for purpose which is a big part of mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. That's why I kind of pulled it out of sequence, if you will, and, and put that early on. When you're struggling mentally, emotionally, it's very difficult to have a desire to want to work on your overall well-being. Fundamentally, we need to have a reason, a desire, etc., to want to make any improvements in our lives. Having and understanding your distinct, specific purpose in life is a big key to proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Mental, emotional well-being can be very complicated. I believe we all have some habits, hang-ups, addictions that are not helpful to our overall well-being. This will be more of an overview, and hopefully I'll be able to give a little guidance, some direction, and and in, in some of these areas so you can accomplish some improvement. But according to the World Health Organization, mental health is more than the absence of mental illness. Well, that certainly makes sense. It's a state of well-being in which a person realizes his own potential, copes with the normal stresses of life, and there'll be plenty of those, works productively, and contributes to his community. So let me repeat that. Mental health is more than the absence of mental illness, but a state of well-being in which a person realizes his own potential, copes with the emotional stresses that occur in life, works productively, and contributes to his community, family, etc. This definition of mental health, it's kind of obvious that it impacts all areas of our life. However, there are other factors that can have a negative impact on your mental well-being. These include things like uh, social issues, cultural issues, physical stressors, as well like physical problems. Research also suggests that uh, factors such as genetics, uh, chemical imbalances, and negative experiences that we've had in life have an effect on our overall mental well-being. I think for many of us, there's probably a core issue or two that's manifesting itself in a variety of ways, just like physical issues do. When you have a physical problem and you go to the doctor, you explain a list of complaints, 
Based on that, the doctor may ask a few more questions and, and start running some tests, etc., trying to get to your core problem. Occasionally, there's a secondary problem that's caused by the initial problem, and that has a list of symptoms that go along with that as well. But either way, the core problem has to be resolved if you're going to be helped. As a chiropractor, that's exactly what I tell my patients in reference to their physical issues. I don't prescribe medications uh, in a chiropractic practice, and most of those are designed to kind of cover up and mask a symptom. So therefore, I tell patients, if I'm going to get you feeling better, I actually have to improve the area that's causing your complaint. Finding the core issue for mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being tends to be much more challenging than finding core issues for physical problems. While there are some chemical and hormone imbalances that we can run some lab tests for, the majority of mental, emotional issues, there are no such tests to run. The human body is marvelously created. It's really unbelievable. It's designed to repair and protect itself both physically and emotionally. If the body is, is being attacked, let's say by an infection, a de defense mechanism kicks in to fight that infection and prevent it from spreading to other areas. These mechanisms, while accomplishing their goal, may cause some other problems and symptoms as well. These same types of mechanisms are also present on the emotional mental side of, of our well-being. Let's face it, as we go through life, we're, we're going to have lots of emotional hurts, uh, emotional pains. Uh, we live in a fallen world with lots of problems. There's no getting away from it. These defense mechanisms can wall off those painful issues in our psyche, and they will cause other problems as you go through life. Our, one of our pastors is often, often telling us that we're either coming out of a storm, we're in the middle of a storm, or we're getting ready to head into one. And I'm not talking about the weather. But it's kind of a given that we're going to struggle from time to time. So how do we handle all the struggles, the hurts, the emotional pain as we go through this life, even during bad times, being able to maintain a good attitude? Why are some people able to do this and others struggle through it? How can we work through our mental, emotional, spiritual issues? Well, I wish I had a singular answer that could instantly solve all of your issues, but I do think uh, we can get at some, some tips that will help you along the way. I'm a firm believer that we are spiritual beings, that we have a creator, that we're all created for a purpose, and that we're hardwired in relationship with our creator. I do not believe that all the rest of cre creation and the world around us, including us, came into existence by random chance and a series of mutations that just happened to develop into more and more sophisticated, highly designed forms of life. Besides having a doctorate in chiropractic, I have a Bachelor of Science in Human Biology. In other words, I have studied the body quite a bit. And trust me when I say that the intricacy and the detail of the human body could not happen by random chance. It's incomprehensible in design. We see it in nature, in plant life, animal life, and it doesn't happen by chance. I believe there's something beyond our comprehension that created all things. I call this God. So why do I bring that up? Because I believe that starting improvement in mental, emotional well-being begins with how we got here and why we're here. I've already mentioned that most of us have some issues, myself included. So even when you do have a belief in a creator and a purpose, you can and probably will struggle from time to time. It does not make you immune. But that platform is there for improvement that can be based on why you are here. 
If you don't know that, I believe improvement becomes more difficult. As a believer in God, one can gain strength from that relationship to help you walk through difficult times, mental stresses, and emotional stresses and struggles, even through mental illness. Let's talk about stress issues since that's probably the most common issue that most of us struggle with. Stress is not just negative events in our life. It also can be positive events. Uh, that can be short-term stress, you know, something happened today at work, or it can be long-term stress, a relationship that's, that's just grinding on and you're struggling with. Your body reacts to stress by making physiological and chemical changes. It's part of that built-in protective mechanism that I mentioned earlier. Short-term stress is not so much a problem, but that long-term stress can contribute to many different health issues. There are outside causes of this stress and internal causes. Many outside causes are, are kind of beyond our control. We often create unnecessary stress or self-generated stress when we kind of fret over things that might possibly happen. I remember listening to a presenter probably about 20 years ago now, and he boiled down all of the things that we worry about, and he found out statistically through research that 85% of everything that we worry about never happens. And the remaining 15%, there was only about 4% of it that we had any control over. So over 95% of all of the things we worry about either don't happen or we have absolutely no control over. So why worry about them? Easier said than done, I guess. What are some of those uh, outside stressors? Well, they can be significant life changes. You know, all kinds of things can happen in your life, from going from single to married, married to divorce, uh, having no children to having children, changing jobs, changing schools, all kinds of uh, significant life changes. We can have changes at our work where maybe we get a new manager, a new boss, maybe we're, maybe we're fired, maybe we get a promotion. You know, that's a life change that adds a lot of stress on us. Health issues also. Uh, anyone go through some significant health issues, that can be very stressful, whether it's you or someone close to you. Relationship challenges. I think we've all had this from time to time, that individual that, that we just struggle with, but they're there all the time. We've got to learn to deal with that. Financial issues. That's still probably one of the bigger issues that breaks up marriages is financial problems being excessively occupied, meaning we have, have too much on our plate. We're trying to accomplish too much. Uh, you have too much responsibility. There's all the stresses that go with uh, raising a family. What are some uh, inward type reasons that uh, we have stress? There's cynicism, uh, where, we're, where we're kind of negative all the time. You, you not only see the, the cup half empty, but it's almost empty. Not being able to acknowledge vulnerability. Uh, none of us are perfect, and we're very vulnerable to being hurt. But you have to be able to acknowledge that and work through that. Uh, some folks have uh, no adaptability. They're just very inflexible. If things start to change in their life, they get stressed out. Uh, there's negative self-talk. Some folks just beat themselves up with this negative talk all the time. There's compulsive behaviors uh, that we struggle with. Other folks just seem like they have to win at everything, be first at everything, and if they're not, they're all stressed out about it. And then there's lack of flexibility, where, where the challenges that come along, we just can't seem to kind of roll with the punches, so to speak. Those are just a few of, uh, of some of the internal problems. Uh, again, there's a list of habits, hang-ups, addictions that kind of fit into this category as well. What are some simple steps to manage our stress levels? I'm going to fall back on the other five principles first. 
As I keep saying, they're all tied together. The first one is to get moving and start exercising. Exercise releases endorphins, which are hormones that give you a sense of well-being and comfort. Exercise really can be anything. It's just get moving, get your heart rate up. We cover this in episode number two. So if you need to review that, go ahead back and do that. But stop periodically during your exercise. Take some deep cleansing breaths. It's very relaxing. Uh, number two, eat right. Um, this was episode number five, proper nutrition. But whole foods, fresh fruits and vegetables, clean proteins, healthy fats, they kind of restore the balance to the body. But eliminate those sweets, caffeinated products, alcohol products. Very, very important. Number three, get plenty of rest. We just covered that one. A lack of rest makes it difficult to handle the stresses of every day and it magnifies your problem. It's a vicious cycle. Number four, deal with any nagging health issues. And I'll cover this uh, coming up when we talk about principle number five, proper structure, in our next podcast. But nagging health issues put continued stress on your nervous system, which makes it more difficult to handle stress. I'm going to keep re- reinforcing the fact that all six principles work together. Let me give you a few more tips here as well. Set aside some time for you. Start the day, I like to, but I think that's a better time to do it with maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes of just time for you. Call it a quiet time. I use it for prayer and meditation. Sometimes I'll pray about stressful issues, concerns in my life. Uh, But you can also make a list of those things that you are in control of and other things that you're not in control of those things you cannot worry about. I like to journal and write down my thoughts, but you can write down in a journal as well. Maybe maybe start making some plans on some of these stressful issues that you have. Is there a relationship that needs mending? Take the first step to w- reach out to that individual. Are you having some financial stress? Use that, that time in the morning to start making some plans and figuring out what are you gonna do with your finances and take some action. Is your life out of balance? Do you do you need to start finding out, hey, what are priority things that I'm doing and what are some things that I need to eliminate? That's right. I go through this periodically, kind of a checklist of, of making sure I have enough time for the things that are really important in my life. So I eliminate a lot of things. Sometimes it creeps up on you. I'm on this board and I'm helping out with this ministry or civic group and, and I realize, boy, these just really don't fit into my life mission statement. So I start eliminating them, getting my life back into balance. But work through the stressors that you have and start to make a plan. I read my Bible and I write down what God speaks to me about. You can do that as well. You can read encouraging books and articles kind of include some areas maybe that you struggle with so you can get some help in these particular areas. With this quiet time in the morning, before you know it, you'll you'll not only be spending, you know, five or ten minutes, but it'll it'll be 10, 20, 30 minutes before you know it. But it'll probably be some of the more productive time of day that you have. Here's another tip. Don't become a recluse. Socializing with friends, family, church groups, etc. is very, very important. Uh, You'll quickly find out that many other people have a lot of issues they're dealing with and are under stress as well. Now, there's every type of support group out there that's available to you with specific purpose of that group of helping individuals through very specific issues. I've spoken to a number of these types of groups, Alzheimer's caregiver groups, uh, recovery groups, financial management groups, men's groups, civic groups, small groups at your church. The list goes on and on. We have a wonderful recovery ministry at our church. Uh, this is not just for individuals with addictions to drugs, alcohol, 
or sex. My wife and I attend and don't have any of those issues, but we have some other struggles. So I really believe everyone should attend and be involved in a recovery group. Uh, they utilize the 12-step process. Uh, it'll be very enlightening to you and very helpful on working through some of your hang-ups and habits that are causing mental stress issues in your life. Here's another one. Have some one-on-one -on -one time with someone. I've had several men that I've met with over the years. We try to meet weekly for the purpose of discussing our struggles, issues that we're having, but more importantly, to support one another. We pray for one another and hold one another accountable to needed changes in our lives. So as we kind of peel ourselves open, we know that, boy, I need to change this, and they help hold me accountable to that. Here's another one, and this is a great one. Uh, that I found many people have, have gotten a lot of help out of this, but find someone that you can help. The human psyche is quite amazing. Uh, this fits into not being a recluse and having a purpose, this particular tip. But when you pull away from others, when you pull away from others and isolate yourself, your thoughts tend to be on yourself. Bad things start to happen when you're only thinking about you and your problems. When you have concerns about another person and helping them, guess what? Your thoughts aren't on you. Helping others can be very therapeutic. Where do you find someone to help? Well, they're everywhere, literally. Uh, the stores that you go to, one of your neighbors may need some help. Family members, friends, etc. They're everywhere. And I think you also learn that there's probably a lot of people out there that are much worse off than you you'll be absolutely amazed at what happens to your mental and emotional state when you start helping another person. And lastly, uh, seek professional help. Uh, if you're struggling, you've tried a number of techniques, don't be ashamed to seek professional help from a counselor or a psychologist. Many churches have pastors that you can talk with. Uh, some of them have staff members who are counselors or maybe some qualified and trained laypersons that you can speak with. If not, they certainly have a referral source for you. But making that call might be the most important call of your life. Well, there's just a few tips on, on kind of lowering your stress, improving your mental, emotional well-being. And there's really a, a whole bunch more. I think when you start digging into it, uh, you'll find some, some great techniques and resources that will help you out in this particular area. I touched on the mental emotional part of it. Now I want to dig into the spiritual aspect and I want to get uh, real personal with you for a moment and tell you my story and where I'm coming from in the hope that it will help some of you. I've mentioned numerous times in this series that I believe we're all created by God for a purpose. God created each of us uniquely with special gifts, talents, and ability. God created us and he desires to communicate with us. I believe he gave us the Bible as one of those communicative tools where he can speak to us because I believe the Bible is God's Word. He also communicates with us through prayer and many times through our circumstances. There's a path, a, a life that God would like each of us to be on and on that path and in that life we need to be using who we are. In other words, use what God gave you, the gifts and talents that he gave you. In other words, have a purpose ultimately to give glory to God, the one who created us. Many people struggle through life trying to find fulfillment. They're always looking for something, whether it's uh, sports, uh, relationships, money, power. They're looking for something for, for fulfillment, but they may not realize that they just need God in their life. They're trying to fill a God 
sized hole with something else and it simply doesn't work. Things of this world, uh, while they may be entertaining for uh, a short while, will quickly fade. Well, this happened for my wife and I some 30 years ago. At the time, we both uh, believed that there was a God, but we did not know him personally. The Bible was opened up for us. Scripture read to us that demonstrated our need for God's forgiveness. Romans 3.23, and this is where it's found in the Bible, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That simply means that we've all messed up in the course of our life. We tend to have selfish natures. We're always thinking about ourselves. We tell little white lies. We do things that are displeasing to God. God calls that sin. God offers forgiveness of our sins through his son, Jesus Christ, who God sent to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. That's right. Jesus died this horrible death on a cross for all of our sins. And then he rose again to life after three days and is seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Well, that night, 30 plus years ago, my wife and I uh, asked God to forgive us and we accepted his free gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. We asked Jesus to come into our lives and guess what? He did. It was that easy. And you can receive God's gift of forgiveness and salvation just as easily. And I would encourage you to do that today. That was only the beginning of the story for us. Uh, we continue to study our Bibles, pray, and seek God's guidance and help. We continue to grow in our faith week by week, day by day. We still have challenges in life, struggles, hardship, pain, and hurts, but we have Jesus to walk through it with us. That's our reality here in this life, and our hope is in heaven when that day comes that we pass from this life. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it is truly a gift. You simply need to ask Jesus for forgiveness of your sins. Ask him into your life and into your heart and he will do that. So I pray that you will say that prayer for yourself. Asking God to forgive you of your sins and asking Jesus to come into your life. If you need more information on this, uh, or maybe you don't even have a Bible, simply email me. I'm going to give you my personal email that you can contact me direct, G-S-S-P-I-N-E at gmail.com. That's G-S-Spine at gmail.com. If you email me, I will respond to you personally. If you have questions, I will answer them. If you need a Bible, I will get one to you. Well, mental, emotional, spiritual well-being is really a lot more than just lack of mental illness. I think we can agree on that. We'll face stresses probably on a daily basis. There'll be issues that we struggle with as we go through this life. It's a given. But being able to handle those stresses and challenges is part of this principle. That's why I've tied in spiritual well-being into this section, because it's part of our mental and emotional well-being. Being able to kind of step back and see the big picture, communicate with God and seek help from Him during our difficult times. We're designed as social beings uh, with our Creator and with others. So mental well-being encompasses our relationship with others and our interacting with society and our Creator. Well, I think you now have a better understanding of my perspective on proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It's a really deep uh, topic, and we're going to get into it, many different aspects of this in future podcasts. We'll have 
interviews with counselors, uh, pastors. We're going to talk about brain health issues, social networks, anxiety, depression, ADHD, and much, much more. Next week, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be discussing principle number five, proper structure. Probably the most misunderstood of all of the six principles. Uh, there's going to be some information there that I know you have not heard before. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to Coffee with the Doc, and we'll see you next time.